2: LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome you to tuned in episode number 343 of Linux and Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And tonight, we are going to be taking an in-house deep dive into a topic we've talked about before and mentioned that we were probably going to do a deep dive on it. And since I'm a little more knowledgeable about the topic, I think I'm sort of quasi-suited to actually speak quasi-intelligently about it. That topic is Yezu System Fusion, but hopefully I'm not going to be the only one talking about it. And I am Russ, k 5 tux
0: i am Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm
3: Bill, NE4RD,
1: who are going to interject, so I am not doing a monologue for the next 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> and they're all going to be like, i not saying <laughs> a word. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah that, that
3: definitely shut me up. Yeah, I'm not Cheryl's going to be like, is this the crap you've been spending
0: money on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've given up on the boxes that keep coming
1: in. What do you mean the boxes that keep coming in? There is, there is enough crap from China coming in here that we should have... We should have COVID thirty times over with all the stuff you've been ordering for off of uh, AliExpress, but
0: Yeah, like one package every
1: three or four weeks. What are you talking about? You got like three yesterday. I,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> and again
1: All right, let's going, get on task, kids. Come I'm, on. I'm
0: gonna point out those were ordered in January. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Anyway. So the topic at hand is Jesus System Fusion. This is a Digital and analog communication technique developed by Yezu, of course. And there's a subsequent technology that was built onto system fusion called wires and now wires X that I'm going to touch on as well. And it's kind of an interesting topic. We have talked about the Pi star, which allows you to have a hotspot to integrate a lot of digital technologies together. And the one we talked about more, I think. The first time we brought this up was DMR and did we actually do a DMR deep dive? I think we kind of yeah. did. Yes. So, yeah, we did it right after the Pi Star one. Right. So the next sort of cog in that machine is system fusion. There there are other digital technologies as well like NXDN and P25. But I'm not super familiar with those technologies. I know a little bit about them, but I I know a lot more about Yezu System Fusion than I did a week ago. So we'll talk a little bit about that. The The System Fusion topic itself is actually pretty short. Where it gets interesting is where you do the linking with wires. And for those of you who are familiar with System Fusion radios, you've probably noticed the little X button or DX button on your radio, which gets you into that wires X mode. And that's the thing that everyone's really hip to do because it's how you get across the internet and talk to lots of people in special rooms and things like that. But before we get to all that, we'll talk about what system fusion actually is. It's a technology developed by Yezu, and the idea behind it is it uses a special four FSK modulation called c4 fm which stands for continuous four level frequency modulation which leverages another technology called fdma frequency division multiple access in order to do digital and analog communication between devices now in the telephone world and in dmr there's another technology called time division multiple access tdma which may be something that's a little more familiar to some people. There's also CDMA, which is a technology that's used by cell phones. So these are all something division, multiple access. It's a way to take a signal and use either parts of it, like different parts of the spectrum or the bandwidth, or cut up the stream into multiple time slices or do other weird things. So you can have multiple bits of data going over the stream at once. And these are just different ways of doing it. So system fusion uses FDMA and what they do is they actually take the, the stream, which is a 12.5 kilohertz bandwidth stream and they cut it up into different parts. Like they'll use the bottom 6.25 kilohertz and the top 6.25 kilohertz to do different things. And that allows them to send multiple kinds of data at the same time on the same stream in the same bandwidth so i have something i wrote down here that i got from a website so it would sound more intelligent than me just speaking (laughs) it says the 12.5 kilohertz channel spacing the 12.5 kilohertz channel spacing in c4 FM fdma digital modulation mode allows high speed data communication and this is interesting because When they say high-speed digital communication, we're talking about 9,600 BPS. (laughs) This is super (laughs) high-speed.
3: Fast like in, like, 1991 fast. Right, yeah. Fast (laughs) fast is
1: in late 80s fast. Uh, It allows high-speed data communication with reliable voice communication and strong error correction performance cd or c4fm FDMA offers a 9.6 kilobits per second data transfer rate speed and allows voice data with gps position data and id data to be sent in the same time frame so unlike tdma which splits a stream into time slices there's none of that it all happens simultaneously in addition forward error correction is also employed for clear stable digital voice so When C4MA is enabled, there's a couple of different ways it can be used. The one that's most often used is, in Yezu's terminology, the DN mode, which is data narrow. And what that is, is they split the data stream in half. So you have 6.25 kilohertz available for the actual data, and then 6.25 kilohertz Is error correction that allows for clear, not exactly high definition, but high quality audio, as well as being able to send the GPS and ID data simultaneously? There's another mode they use, which I have never actually used myself, but apparently it can be used, called Voice Wide or VW. And what that does is it takes the digital or analog audio stream and uses the entire. 12.5 kilohertz bandwidth for that stream which gives you better quality audio but you lose the error correction so if you've got a good connection between your two nodes that's not going to be an issue but when the links get a little sketchy your audio quality can suffer and then there's dw or data wide mode which is used for sending pictures and things like that using c4fm which I haven't used that either, and that's not a mode that is available on the front panel of any Yaesu radio. That's only available if you're using their software to do something that requires data-wide mode, and the radio gets automatically switched into that mode when it's required. And then, of course, since it's system fusion, that fusion fusion means you can... Yes, fusion. (laughs) You can also do analog. So you can do all of these digital modes and analog, and you can do them both simultaneously. That's why it's called
3: Fusion. Fusion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bad
3: restaurant. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Actually, it sounds like it might be a really good restaurant.
3: Depends. <laughs> I don't know. Them datums don't taste very good. <laughs> if, it's, if it's possum fusion, then I'll... You know, oh. <laughs> So the data wide mode, I'm assuming it uses the full 12.5 kilohertz channel. So does that give you what?
1: Does that? The, that's nineteen that's the, point two. No, that's the bandwidth required for the 9600. Oh, to get 9600 data transfer,
3: right? So when it's half in it's normal DN mode, then it's just running at four point eight. kilobits per second on both sides
1: that's my understanding and i could be wrong about that and if anybody who actually knows something about how this really works then they can correct me but (laughs) my understanding is that data-wide mode uses the entire bandwidth to get the 9600 kilobits yeah fast (laughs) yes super fast (laughs) so there you go those are the different modes that the radios can operate in now, this technology is, of course, specific to Yaesu, which means you have to have Yaesu hardware in order to be able to access fusion. And there are many options, although they've gotten slightly less many, especially <laughs> in the last few days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, radios that can access this technology. And I have a list of them here. They're the F2, they're the FT2DR, the FT3DR, which are handy talkies. You have the FTM one hundred DR, which is no longer available, discontinued, discontinued, evil, evil,
3: deplatformed. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you have the brand new FTM three hundred DR. You have the FTM four hundred XDR, the FTM thirty two hundred DR, and the FTM thirty two oh seven DR. Uh, those are mobile rigs. The three hundred is brand new, like I said, dual bander. Four hundred is brand is a been around a while. It's a dual bander. The 3200 is a 2-meter. The 3207 is a 70-centimeter. The FTM 7250 fifty DR, which is a dual-bander, is apparently going by the wayside as well. It's too cheap. <laughs> I know. They, they made them too cheap. They're getting rid of them. That's what they did. They got rid of the cheap options because the 300 and 400 are upwards of 500 bucks or more.
3: Yeah, and if you're going to spend that much, you might as well get the next one, which is the FT-991A. Right, the FT-991A,
1: <laughs> which is a mobile HF rig. Yeah,
3: and they throw HF in there for an extra 500
1: bucks. Yep, because it does HF, 6-meter, VHF, and UHF, and also has C4FM technology. So it does the whole show meal. DC to daylight. woo jack jack-in-a-box. <laughs>
3: Let's get all the uh, terms out there for the sales pitch. There you
1: go. (laughs) So what's a, I don't have it in front of me. What's a 991A go for these days?
3: Uh, I think they're right around a thousand
1: bucks with all the coupons and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you really got the money to spend, just jump from the 400 XD, which is about 530 bucks, give or take, uh, straight up to the 991. Then you got everything all in one package.
3: Let's see. The FT 991A, a thousand bucks, 1069 at HRO.
1: Well, there you go. So all of those can do C4FM, which is access system fusion. Some of them can do a little bit more, and we'll talk a little bit about the ones that uh, can be used with Wires X as Wires X nodes a little bit, but not yet because we're not at Wires X. <laughs> um, actually, we're pretty close to Wires X. So there are also repeaters, system fusion repeaters that are out there. So your club or you if you've got a lot of money to blow, can buy a system fusion enabled repeater. The the available ones are the DR1X and the DR2X. I honestly don't know what the difference is between them because I don't plan on owning a repeater, but you may be in reach of one. So,
3: yeah, and those are the ones that they uh they gave a lot of deals to the clubs to try to get them up and online <clears throat> to try to spread them out i think they were originally given like the DR1X for like 600 bucks or something like that
1: yeah and the club and, i used to be a part of got one. so
3: yeah and then they uh they uh switched to the DR2X and i believe they gave like a, a sweet upgrade deal to people that had the DR1X and were sorely disappointed <laughs> 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 apparently uh they, the original one had a lot of problems if it was installed near uh other digital repeaters (laughs) did not fare too well a lot of people tried putting these on like eoc towers and stuff like that so uh yeah that didn't work out very well
1: right so so the thing about fusion is that it's analog and digital at the same time so these dr1x's and dr2x's can accept an analog transmission and send it out as both analog and digital and it can take a digital and send it out as both analog and digital so it doesn't matter if you are coming into the repeater or listening to the repeater, analog or digital, you'll hear it. That's the whole point behind System Fusion, which is kind of cool because it makes the digital technology backwards compatible with analog FM. And that's neat, but that's sort of 5% of the story. <laughs> the, the real story is what they came up with afterwards that they tacked on to the System Fusion, which is wires. And WIRES is the thing that everybody's interested in, so now we're going to cover that. WIRES stands for Wide Coverage, and you know, I, I like how they hyphenated that just so they could conveniently not use the C. <laughs> um, wide Coverage Internet Repeater Enhancement System, if you want to go. some Somebody spent a lot of time on that acronym, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to make up a word that goes well with this. <clears throat> yeah. They did a pretty good job, though. They, they did do a good job, so... So, wires x is the latest incarnation of wires, and these these digital rigs, the c four f m rigs that we just talked about the fta two uh, d r all the way through the nine ninety one a all have the ability to connect to the wires x network. So what is wires x? Well, it's something that's hung literally off the back of a system fusion repeater or node that connects that node to the internet. And once you connected that node to the Internet, it, of course, can talk to all of the other nodes or repeaters which are connected to the Internet. And I've heard them talk many times in the videos I've watched about this being a centralized decentralized network, which is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I sort of understand the idea. The, what they say is the, the network is authenticated centrally and then operated decentrally. So they have a thing called the ILS. I think it's the Internet Linking Service or something like that, or if something like that. Anyway, it's basically a server or a group of servers that authenticate nodes so that they know that the network is operating properly. And then all of the nodes themselves communicate with each other in a decentralized fashion. So if you're connecting to a room, that room is actually set up on a node somewhere. And you can have your own room if you have a node radio or a repeater radio. So, originally, the way you got to Wires X was you had to have a physical device, and that device is called the HRI 200. That device still exists. The reason that device still exists is because some of the radios we've talked about and both of the repeaters we've talked about do not connect directly to the Wires X network. They have to go through this HRI 200 interface. Now compared to the cost of a repeater, the HRI 200 is not that bad. I think it's 129 bucks, but all it does literally is create an interface. It's kind of like a signal link, a Tigertronic signal link or something like that. It literally is just a box that connects a radio. To a computer via USB.
3: And it looks suspiciously like it's the SU seventeen, which I have, <laughs> which <laughs> is their signal Leak interface <laughs> for an, a, a, a Yazu rig. That's actually what's built into the FT991A, but you don't get to see the, it exposed in the fancy little metal case that they have for it. Right.
1: So that's all that interface is. And if you you know, in the in the early days of wire wires X, if you wanted to connect to the network. Then you had to have one of those now they've made a change recently and i think a change for the better some of the radios they're putting out now no longer require the hri 200 they have a mode that's enabled when you upgrade to the latest firmware that turns your node radio into an hri 200 it literally makes your radio an hri 200 but your node radio has an extra benefit in that it becomes an HRI-200 with an RF interface, because the HRI-200 itself does not have any RF available to it. So this new... What are you doing, Bill?
3: Sorry, that was me. (laughs) It didn't silence my phone, darn it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, Cheryl's playing poker. That's what came up.
1: Oh, is that <laughs> what you're doing over
0: there? No. <laughs> I'm Facebooking face. oh, Of course you are Facebooking. <laughs> I was logging on to get my chups.
1: So. Oh, great. So <laughs> <laughs> Totally derailed.
0: <laughs>
3: I was trying to take a picture of my uh, STU-17. That's what uh-huh. I was trying to
0: do. <laughs> Well, I heard what sounded like a dog bark, and a chair squeak, and... Oh,
3: yeah. That'd be my fancy uh, chairs here in the garage. So... Oh, I got my drink instead of the SU-17. Darn it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the HRI-200 would have an interface cable that comes with it. Probably, I I think you might have been able to order it, depending on the radio you had which would either be an SCU-19, which is the one that I believe connects to handy talkies, or the SCU-20, which is the one that connects to mobile rigs, and those would interface with the HRI-200 because it has the same 10-pin DIN connector that's in the back of the newer radios. But now, with that updated firmware, and by the way, I am not going into the firmware update procedure because it is a nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it can be done, but yeah, you need a Windows-based PC, you need an SCU cable, and you need a lot of patience. Plus, you actually have to pull things apart and get in and flip dip switches and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a pain. Luckily, my FTM 100DR that I just got had updated firmware in it, so I didn't have to do any of that. Um, There is a thing on the dial where you can actually spin and see what your firmware versions are. There's three firmwares you have to update to. There's the front panel firmware, there's the main firmware, and there's the DSP firmware. And they all have to be after a certain version for this stuff to work that I'm going to talk about. If it's not, then you have to have one of these HRI-200 interfaces. And you don't want to do that. So, where was I? Oh, yeah, wires. (laughs) You were going to tell
3: us all about the firmware process. <laughs> no,
1: I'm going I'm to leave the firmware process up to people Googling on YouTube because there are lots of YouTube videos about how to do it, and they're pretty comprehensive. So and Don's you, right. You have to buy a Windows PC to do it. <laughs> yes. You have to use a Windows VM or have some access to a Windows machine because all of this stuff, all of the applications that run the firmware installers and run the X software are only in Windows. And from what I've seen of YouTube videos coming from Yezu, they have no intention of releasing it for any other platform. So you must have Windows. Luckily for me, I had a tiny little micro PC sitting on the shelf that wasn't doing anything, so I threw Windows on it, and now I'm using it for my X node controller, and that worked out great for me. But yes, you have to have a Windows machine. So we're talking about this because this is amateur radio related, not open source related, because it's not. (laughs) <laughs>
3: well, anytime we get into these digital modes, right, <laughs> except for D Star, which is still slightly, slightly, right. yeah. Once you get into yeah, code plugging and stuff like that, right, you're kind of stuck in the same boat?
1: Uh, no, because my code plug editor runs in Linux. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's something proprietary about all of this, but not every technology requires Windows. In the case of System Fusion, however, it does. So just be aware of that right up front. So... I got the FTM 100 DR apparently the day before they were manufactured discontinued. So don't try and find one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The reason I bought it is because it's one of the radios that has this ability to upgrade the firmware and become an HRI 200 without having an HRI 200, which is a great thing. Saves you a lot of money. Now the FTM 100, when they were selling it was about 280 bucks. Now it's manufactured discontinued. So the next available, radio that does the same thing is the ftm 300 they just released it it's near as makes no difference one of my favorite phrases from the brits uh 500 so yeah, yeah. i think this is what happened they just they they updated the firmware they said well we're going to give out this functionality and they said oh wait we're not going to be selling any of these hri 200s anymore because we made all these radios hri 200 so let's jack up the price 140 bucks <laughs> <laughs>
3: So added I think, value. It's a, it's a value-added <laughs>
1: feature now. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what happened. <laughs> uh, you you can still do this with an FT2DR, which is $180, bucks, if you want to have your node be a handy talkie, which may work out for you. I, I'm just not a fan of handy talkies. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm going to talk specifically sort of about how I got things set up here and... The radios that you can do this with, the ones that have the firmware upgrades that allow you to create this Wires X node, are the FT2DR. I'm not sure about the FT3DR. I haven't seen any documentation that says anything about that. But I'm going to say for sure, it's the FT2DR, the FTM100DR, if you can get one, the FTM300DR, and the FTM400XD. Those are the ones that can do this. So you'll have to have one of those. Now... Let's see, I think I may have skipped something important, but I'm going to come back around to it. (laughs) So the first thing you have to do, like you have to do with all of these technologies, is you have to register. You have to register your radio with Yaesu and tell them, yes, I've got an HRI-200 or I've got one of these radios, and I want to get on the Wires X network, and then they assign you an ID, and then you can get on the network. It took me four days to get my ID. I remember when I applied for my DMR ID it took like 40 minutes. <laughs> so, Yezu is not super fast about assigning these, so just make sure you got a week to kill between the time you want to do, you know, buy your radio and actually get on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can use it as a regular Well, radio. you can use it as a radio for sure, but if you want to get on the X network, you're going to have uh, so, a, we do a have this thing
3: more. called like real ham radio
1: in that way. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Squeeze yes. the trigger and
3: start talking. That's what we
1: want to do. Right. And you can do that with this radio for sure, but we're talking about wires X. So, so I've got my FTM100DR, and I've got my interface cable because my FTM100DR came with the interface cable, the SU20 that goes with it, which is nice. So I plug that into the back of the radio. I plug that into this Windows PC that I made. I downloaded the wires X software, which is available from the azu.com website. Easy enough to install, and uh, then I waited for my ID. Got my ID finally plug that into the software and it all came up and it started to work sort of magically. So that that's nice. The software is kind of crap, but it, uh, it does what it's supposed to do, I guess. (laughs) So here's, here's what you can do with this. Um, if you're familiar with any of these digital technologies, basically the idea behind them is that you connect, you can connect to each other across the internet to other, other similar nodes. And you do all of that digitally you can you can have rf at both ends if that's the way you have it set up but it's not required so my FT... okay there's a lot here and i'm trying to condense it down into uh manageable chunks
3: it's just <laughs> two bullet points christ i, I know <laughs> <laughs> but they're really big they're, they're uh, nice.
1: giant bullet points they're 50 the, cal
3: it's about 500 yeah 500 <laughs> uh sub bullet points underneath those
1: Okay, so let, let me just talk a little bit about how you, how you do Wires X if you don't have all this node stuff set up. If you just want to get on Wires X from your radio and you don't have all this extra hardware and, and so on. Like, for example, you're near a repeater that's connected to the Wires X network. That, that's usually the, the easiest situation. So, so you're near a repeater that's connected to the Wires X network and you've got a Yaesu system fusion radio and they're running a DR2X with the HRI 200. And it's all set to go. So you program in the RF frequency and the offset and all that good stuff. And then on the front of your radio, there's this little button. Like I said, it either says X or DX. That's the Wires X button. So you press it. And what that does is it syncs your radio with the local repeater. And then it gives you access to any of the rooms that are available on the Wires X network. So you press, you press and hold your little, your pound key octothorpe and then you key in the id of the room you want to connect to for example america link is a very popular uh ysf talk group or a talk group but i don't want to use the term talk group that's a dmr thing uh room so you so you key in 21080 you press your octothorpe again and then it connects you and then Every other node out there, whether it's a repeater or a node that is connected to that room, two one oh eight zero can now hear each other. And there's usually 120, 130, 140 different nodes in there. And they can be repeaters. So you know there's going to be digital transmission between nodes directly via the Internet. That's going to be retransmitted via various simplex nodes and repeaters all over the world. And so when you key up on there, you'll be talking to lots and lots and lots of people. One of the nice things about the wires X network is that because it transmits your ID information, your actual voice stream, and if your radio is enabled with a GPS data, it will pop up on your screen when somebody is talking. It will show you their call sign. It will show you what link they're re- they're connected through, and it will tell you how far away from you they are, and that all pops up on your screen. While you're chatting on this digital network, which is kind of cool. So that's how you do it if you don't have this Windows application, Windows computer interface cable, all that kind of stuff. You can also, I'm going to say you can do it through Pi Star, but you really can't. There's, we talked about Pi Star and what that allows you to do in certain circumstances is cross link between networks. Um, but wires x is a self-contained network it is purely digital there is no um exit point for the wires x network for other different technologies to get into that network so the only way it can be done going into the wires x network is if somebody has created an rf bridge so that is rarely done So if you want to get into the Wires X network, the true digital Wires X network, you have to have a system fusion radio and you have to have access either via RF or directly to some device that is connected to it, physically connected to it. So that's a glitch, a gotcha, I guess, if you want to consider it that. But I'm going to tell you why I think it's better to have a system fusion radio than to have something like a DMR radio in a minute uh one of those reasons is not because it's cheaper because it isn't
0: <laughs>
1: uh yazoo hardware tends to be on the pricey side especially when compared to dmr radios because the any tones and the tyts and all that stuff they're, they're super cheap but um anyway so what you can do now is that used to be sort of the bailiwick of the repeater operator Now, because you can turn these radios into X hotspots, you don't need all that. You just need the software, you need the firmware upgrade, and you need the interface cable. And when you do that, once you're running the Wires software and you have your radio connected to it and the firmware upgraded and you've obtained your node ID, then you can put your radio into two different modes. One's called PDN mode and the other is called HRI mode. PDN mode turns your radio into a PDN, which is a personal digital node. And that allows you to use your radio connected through that Windows PC to access any of the digital rooms on the X network. This important distinction here is that you can only get to fully digital rooms. They're indicated in the software as digital rooms by a particular icon. It, had, it shows, like, little computer connections, and it has the letters D-I-G. That's how you know that a room is digital only. If you're in PDN mode, you can connect your rig directly to any of the rooms that are on the digital network, digital only network. And what's kind of cool about this is you can also enable your radio to have RF at the same time. So you can key up your radio and it will be sending data directly to the Wires X network and it will also be broadcasting it locally using RF. And what that means is it's become a hotspot. So if somebody else near you has a system fusion radio, they can connect via RF to your radio and get onto the Wires X network as if your radio was a repeater. And you can do that simultaneously. So that's kind of cool. So that's, do you have to
3: have your radio set up like with split and everything else? So people can do that? Or no, you are? can do simplex. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, any any kind of RF configuration you want to set up, you can do. So you can have it set up like a repeater with a split, but you don't have to.
3: Does your radio have to be a Yaesu System Fusion radio at that point too? It In, does because oh, okay.
1: you because that because the Still other digital. radio, yeah, right because the other radio that's co- connecting to your radio has to use that DX button on it to sync. As if it was as if it was connecting directly to the wires X network, like through a repeater or something interesting so so you can do that that's PDN mode, and then there's a different mode that these radios have called HRI mode, and what this literally does is it takes your radio and turns it into an HRI 200, which is the Yazu wires X interface, but it adds a um, RF connection again uh, the, uh, the ability to RF. The difference is in PDN mode, you can control which rooms you connect to through your radio as just like you would do it if you were doing it through a repeater where you push the button, do the sync, you know, use the OctoThorpe, enter the room number and connect to the network that way. But as I said, that only works for digital only rooms. If you want to get into rooms that are mixed mode rooms, which i.e. support digital and analog communication, You can't do that. You have to use the other mode, which is HRI mode. They're pretty similar. The difference is in HRI mode, if you enable RF, it disables your ability to communicate with the local node radio, like your FTM-100 or whatever. So you'd have to get into it with another radio, like an FTM-GDR or something like that, through RF. The other thing that's different, I mean, you could switch it back over to direct mode, which disables RF, and you can get into the network directly from your node radio and you can get into any room that way whether it's analog or whether it's digital or mixed mode but the problem is your radio has literally become like a repeater and is no longer manageable by the radio itself you have to do all of it through the software so you actually have to have a con- you know a connection like either RDP or you have to be on the console of your windows box that has the wire software and if you want to connect to a room you have to use the software to do it. Your radio has lost its ability to basically do anything. So you're controlling it from the software. You know the thing you gain is the ability to connect to all rooms, whether they're mixed mode or not. You just lose the ability to deal with the radio, and you also lose the ability to do local connection to that to the wires X, uh, network and RF connection to the ni- to the network simultaneously. You can only do one or the other. So. I'm hoping that makes some kind of sense. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. So that's, that's pretty much all there is to it. It, you can also do direct connections because when you're, when you're running the wires X software, you, you get a, a one window that shows a list of rooms, which is where multiple people connect to talk and chat and whatever. And then there's another list of just users. So you can connect to a single user or you can connect to a room. So yeah. both of those options are available. And like I said, because of the digital technology that's available through the system fusion system, you can also do things like text messaging and picture chat. Like you can send pictures across the network as well. I haven't done any of that, but I know it's possible. So taking this and going over to Pi star, because we have talked about Pi star in the past, there's, there's a reason why I, I think, um, there's, there's sort of a learning curve with getting onto the X network using these these radios in this uh, PDN and HRI mode. That's not quite as steep as getting into DMR initially, but it it does take a little bit of sort of getting used to. But there's a reason why I personally would recommend getting a system fusion radio as opposed to something like a DMR radio, especially if you're going to use a hotspot like uh, PyStar. Because while the DMR hardware tends to be cheaper, well, it's cheaper as far as handy talkies are concerned. If you're getting into an any an anytone mobile or something like that, they're they're still fairly expensive. The difference is because there is no external bridge into the wires X network except from from system fusion enabled devices. There is no way for Pi Star to get into the wires X network. The only way it's possible is if somebody has bridged. Using RF from some other technology into the Wires X net- network, which is literally they have two radios, one connected to an HRI 200, another one connected to, for example, DMR, that are talking back and forth locally. So that if you're on Pi-Star with a DMR radio, you connect to that DMR talk group, which is then RF linked to a node that's Wires X linked that allows you to talk in and all that allows you to do is talk into one talk group or one uh system fusion room wires x room that's been preconfigured by that link there's a shim that pi star uses that allows some rooms to be accessed from dmr going into wires x but only if those rf links exist and they're kind of hit and miss not everything is exposed that way, so that means if you've got a DMR radio and you want to talk to somebody in a wires X room, you may be able to, you may not be able to. It just depends on whether those bridges exist. Now, if you start the other way, if you start with a System Fusion radio, then because of the way Pi-Star is built, there's a there's a three gateways that are available to connections via System Fusion to Pi-Star. Those are system fusion to DMR, system fusion to NXDN, and system fusion to P25. If you have a system fusion radio and you use it to connect to your Pi star, you can then connect to any available talk group on DMR, DMR plus XDX, um, yeah, XDX, P25, NXDN. You can get to all of them because the, those, those networks are not closed from the outside. So if you want to get on talk group 91, 93, 3129, 3160, 30, you know, 3010, whatever, whatever DMR talk group you want to get to, they're all accessible from a system fusion radio using cross-linking. But the reverse is not true. So that's why I personally wanted to get into this X thing. The problem I found is that those digital-only rooms that I mentioned, those are not accessible in any way from PyStar. So if somebody has a a room that you want to get to and there just happens to be one that I want to get to that's digital-only, I had to have system fusion technology in order to get to it. But now that I have that technology, I can get to any of those networks and I can get to all of them. So that would be... If, if this digital voice technology is something that interests you, I would highly recommend investing a little bit of extra money and going the Yaesu route and getting your Pi-Star hotspot set up and updated and working because it gives you access to much more of this digital technology than the other way around.
3: And you were saying, too, that the uh, the Yezu, yeah, the yeah Yezu system fusion radio is a bit easier to navigate with the PiStar?
1: It is absolutely much easier to navigate in general because, especially with DMR, because we we talked about this when we talked about DMR, in order to program your DMR radio, you have to have a code plug editor and you have to build code plugs, which means you have to know sort of ahead of time everything you want to talk to. A DMR radio only has 16 channels available to it in any given zone, so you have to use this code plug editor and you have to know color codes and you have to know time slots and you have to program that for everything, every single channel you want to connect to. And if you want to connect to different channels from different repeaters, you have to have a new zone. If you want to connect to different talk groups from, you know, your Pi-Star, you have to know all the ones you want to connect to. Your Pi-Star has to be configured to transmit on the nodes that you want to connect to because you're only allowed to key up and open a connection to a talk group one at a time. If you want to have multiple receptions, you have to set scan groups. You have to go into the Brandmeister configuration panel and tell it to tell your Pi-Star to transmit on certain available talk groups at any given time to keep them static. Otherwise, they go away after 15 minutes of inactivity and you lose them. There's, there's so much that I think is a downside to DMR that I, I'm not really sure it's worth it. Getting into the talk groups is nice because there are lots of active talk groups and lots of people to talk to, but the DMR radio technology and the things you have to know and understand to program them is a pain in the butt. If you've got a system fusion C4FM enabled radio, all you do is push the little DX button, type in the room that you want to get to. Boom, you're in. That's it. You don't have to program anything ahead of time. There's no code plugs. There's, there's you know, it's super simple. Hmm. And using the Pi-Star gateway system, if you have, for example, system fusion to DMR enabled, all you have to do is, using your radio, is connect to your Pi-Star as if it were a system fusion enabled node, which it kind of is. It sort of understands wires X. There's actually a little slider for wires X pass-through. You tell it, all you have to do is, when you do that, you tell it to go to room 00002 as if it were a system fusion room, which it isn't, <laughs> <laughs> but that tells Pi Star that you want to then connect to something in DMR. So you type in room 0002, hit your little octothorpe, it connects to Pi Star, Pi Star says, oh, I'm linking over to DMR. And then when it comes back and says you're connected, then you type a DMR talk group, like 91, you go 00091, press the little octothorpe, And your system fusion radio is connected to DMR Talk Group 91, just like that. That's all you have to do. No code plugs, no nothing. Well, that makes it really simple. Yes. I mean, I think EAZU thought a bunch of this out, and I think they really tried to make it better. They also talked about something that was kind of interesting because the other technologies like DMR and NXTN and P25, those require a numerical ID, which I guess there's some gray area about IDing, because you have to have like a lookup table in order to associate that network numeric ID with a call sign, and that's sort of a gray area as far as whether you're properly identifying as an amateur radio operator. Whereas the System Fusion network actually uses your call sign and it sends it with every transmission. So, can
3: the person on DMR on the other end tell that you're not on DMR?
1: Uh, with Pi Star. No, PyStar actually transmits because PyStar has your call sign as well.
2: PyStar knows what
1: your call sign is. So when you're connected to PyStar and it's sending out a transmission to the DMR network, it's sending your call sign. Well, it's sending your numeric ID. And like I said, then there's the lookup table, and it will then translate that numeric ID back to your call sign. But if someone else is using your spot, does that just show up as you then? It does show up as you. It's a little confusing, especially if you've seen that for the first time, because the first time I got on and did that, I thought everybody was transmitting as me because it doesn't know that it's not you. And there's no way to cross-reference. So PyStar just says, well, I don't know who this is. I'm going to assume it's you. (laughs) There has to be some default value. And Andy decided that the default value was your value. So, to answer the question in the chat room from Don, who says, So, Wires X path through allows connections to DMR. And, um, yes, that allows you to connect to PiStar as if it were a system fusion Wires X enabled node. And then you can get onto Wires X rooms that are mixed mode, but not all of them. It's confusing. And if you want to know more about that, I suggest talking to Andy because he can answer that question way better than I can. <laughs> If you want to get onto a purely digital wires X node using a Pi Star, you cannot. It is impossible. You have to, you have to use the HRI 200, either firmware or an actual HRI 200 device, the wires X software, and a Windows machine. That's the only way. But like I said, that's that's for wires X. That's because of the way the wires X network is structured. If you want to get onto DMR, NXDN, or P25, all talk groups are available via System Fusion Radio. Because Pi, Pi Stark has access to all of it. Interesting. So, you know, I I like it. I like System Fusion. I don't I don't like what they're doing with the hardware right now. I'm I'm hoping they come out with another sort of mid level cost uh, HRI enableable um, you know radio um, because the FT100DR was really the sweet spot for functionality and cost. And now that it's gone, I'm. I'm sort of disappointed, I guess. <laughs> but well, it looks like Don's all said he has the FT100DR. So. Oh yeah, if you have the FT100DR, you are golden. But, I mean, for the money, it was the best radio for sure for doing all this stuff. So if you have the FT100DR, you probably got the SE SU20 with it. So that's sort of half the battle. So what you have to do at that point is make sure your firmware is updated all the way, and then you'll be able to get into you know, HRI mode or PDN mode. And then you'll have to acquire your node ID. You submit that through Yaesu and then you'll get a, you'll get a node ID at some point if you haven't done that already. Then you have to have a Windows machine to connect to with the Wires X software. It's free to download. You just go to Yesu.com, download the software, run it, and as long as you have your node ID and a radio connected, it'll sort itself out. It's pretty straightforward. And the only problem that I have right now is I have to get another cable and Don, you may have to do this too, called the SCU-40. And unfortunately, the way Yezu did this is they packaged the FT-100DR, the FTM-100DR, with an SCU-20, which is great, except it doesn't allow for analog communication through the X network. So they created the SCU-40, which allows you to piggyback onto the SCU-20 so that you can connect to the computer both analog and digital, which means your computer is going to have to have an audio interface, whether it's built in or add on an actual sound card. Basically the problem is the SCU 40 includes an SCU 20. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to have an extra one, (laughs) but there's nothing you can do because unless you find one on eBay, that's only half of the kit, you're going to get an extra one, but, my understanding is if you don't have the analog part of the interface, then if somebody is connecting to a mixed-mode room in analog mode and it's coming back to you in analog mode, you won't hear it. You'll see the carrier, your radio will key up, but you won't have any audio. So it's best to have that interface cable just if you're going to do this, if you're going to operate in PDN or HRI mode. Well, I'm sorry, for PDN mode, you don't need to because that's digital only. But if you're going to operate in HRI mode, you've got to have that analog cable. That, that way you make sure you get both kinds of audio. But the combination of this X software, the cables, the HRI enabled radios, and the ability to connect to Pi star and go to all the other networks, it sort of really gives you access to everything. The only thing you won't have access to is D star because as we learned when we talked to Andy about Pi star, you can't convert between the other modes in Dstar. D star is its own animal. If even if you're using pi star for D star, you have to have a D star radio. So, you'll have to have uh, an ICOM device or a DV dongle or something like that. So, all right. So, let me uh, make sure we don't have any more questions. Does anybody else have any questions? I can answer questions. I may answer them in- incorrectly. But, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really good uh, coverage of the entire topic. I mean, I understand it a little bit better. I probably still won't buy one but <laughs>
1: but you know that that story hasn't changed in many years. Yeah, the uh, the cheapest way in is the FT2DR with the SCU, I think it's 37 or 39 or something like that. That gives you the connectivity, the firmware, the ability to do HRI mode and digital and analog at the same time. So, yeah. That's the cheapest way in, that's a total of, uh, 200 and what, 270 bucks, something like that it can go up from there. Oh, plus the cost of Pi Star. So you're looking at, uh, 300 bucks, 300 bucks all in. So anyway, that's, uh, about all I can say. I think without questions on the topic of system fusion and Wires X, uh, I just want to make it clear here at the end, sort of since we've done all this talking about it, that. System fusion is a way to use a repeater with analog and digital communication simultaneously across devices. You can do it simplex. You can do it through a repeater, blah, blah, blah. That's one thing. And then when you take that technology and link it all together uh, with the infrastructure to create rooms and talk digitally across the Internet, that's Wires X. Yeah. I think I've done my best to cover it as well as I can. I mean, you can certainly email the show, and I will uh, try and answer any questions I have. There are lots of resources on YouTube. I'm going to try and put the links to a few of the things that I got information from in the show notes. So you'll have access to those as well. We've got the discord. So everybody needs to get on the discord and we can do things with the discord. Now we can do video chats. We can do screencasts. So I can show you how my stuff is set up. If it's confusing or whatever, I can walk you through stuff. So you need to get on our discord link will be in the show notes. The link is also in the outro. I believe. But uh, get on the Discord. We're going to do cool stuff. Discord. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and I hope if you want to get into all this digital technology that you'll consider, and this is not a plug for Yezu, not at all. I just think for what you get for the functionality and the ability to do and access more of the digital world, doing this way, which Bill likes to call fake cam radio, um, <laughs> that you should, you should start. From the Yaesu side, from the System Fusion side. And then if you want to explore something more directly with DMR, or some of the other devices, then you go that way. But if I had known what I know now when I was looking for stuff, I would not have bought a DMR radio first. I would have gone System Fusion just because you have access to so much more.
3: Cool. So you're going to send me all your DMR stuff,
0: right? Oh. <laughs> I, I still use my DMR. Oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to get into it. <laughs> Okay. One of these days he might convince you to
1: do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Don wants to know what room you can find Linux in the Ham Shack in. One of the things I have not figured out yet is how to establish rooms. My understanding from what I've heard and seen on YouTube videos is that you have to have a you have to be a repeater owner if you want to create rooms. That that gives you the ability to be a room master, I think is the term they use. So if we wanted to have an LHS room, we could have one, but we'd have to actually have a DR1X in order to do it. So if Maybe somebody cheap. wants to, if somebody <laughs> wants to fund us a DR1X, I mean, we'll definitely look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we have some feedback and announcements and announcements. I've been doing a lot of talking. Somebody else needs to talk. Bill, do something. <laughs> sure, yeah, we have uh
3: have a couple emails here and a, an event canceled, but we'll talk about the first email and it comes to us from uh, Surge ON4AA. He says, "Dear Russ, you and your crew might be interested in trying out the following Linux logger from Russia or is it the former Soviet Union, seen from the domain extension. Best 73, keep safe, Surge ON4AA" and he's talking about linuxlog.su. And this uh, looks to be, uh, after digging through and finding the GitHub account, uh, a Python a Linux logger. It's uh, using Qt as its interface. And it looks like it has, uh, you know, uh, limited features, but a uh, functional logger at best. Uh, it uh, writes a, a data file in an ADI file. So it uh, that's its uh, database format, if you want, if you wish. Uh, it also has a uh, connection via Telnet to uh, your favorite uh, uh, cluster, so you can pull cluster spots into that app. Uh, but it does not have rig control in it, as far as I can tell. I just kind of breezed through all the code here uh, while Russ was talking and, and looked around, but it uh, uh, looks pretty interesting. Uh, definitely uh, something we'll uh, take a look at for the next Linux in the Hamshack segment. Uh, we'll definitely include it and uh, I'll give it a spin here on the uh, the new 2004 LTS system that I just put together. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got an announcement from uh, the AWRL that the HamCon 2020 is canceled. Surprise, surprise.
1: I know, big shock.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, this is scheduled in July or June. So yeah, it's still, it's it's a month out, month and a half out and they've canceled it. So they are not going to have it. That, you know, it is with great sadness that we must inform all that we are canceling HamCon. So if you've been planning on going to HamCon, make sure you get your tickets refunded and, uh, or your airline tickets and all that other good stuff. And I still haven't got mine refunded yet. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> oh boy, can't wait to have that discussion <laughs> with Delta. That
0: battle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I clicked the wrong button, and my 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 request went into nowhere land. I just have a feeling. So uh, yeah, we'll have to Yay. see where that goes. And our final email came directly to me. This is from uh, Frank Maynard, uh NF8M. He says, Hi, Bill. One of our local club members, Larry K8UT, is one of the N1MM developers. He mainly does the database end of things. Larry is also one of the co-developers of MoRidi, And we were talking about it the other day on the Club Repeater. He and I chat occasionally about my attempts to part and partial success at running N1MM under Wine. He mentioned the other day that the team had been approached in the last year by someone who wanted to port it over to Linux. And they were all set to let him into the code base repository, but it was never followed up on. I remember that you and I talked about it at Dayton a couple of years ago, and I'm wondering if it was you that had approached them. Uh, They had seemed to be open to the suggestion. So if you're interested, maybe now would be a good time to investigate it. I've offered to help. But my programming skills haven't evolved much since my Fortran and COBOL college days. Hey, you can go get a job uh, working for employment. <laughs>
0: exactly, <laughs>
3: uh, Employment, uh, unemployment and processing. There you go. Uh, with some dabbling in C 20 years ago. And most of what I do now is writing shell scripts. Hope you're all doing well. Sad to miss seeing everyone at Dayton this year. I'm helping Rick Ka7, Mike, 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 with uh, the K2BSA NOAC, which is the uh, National Order of the Arrow Conference uh, planning. But I realize that uh, may not happen either if the university remains closed. So, yeah, I did talk to Frank uh, via email. We did uh, correspond back and forth. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Believe it or not, I approached them a couple of years ago, so it's been uh, quite a while. And I went right to the uh, right to Edwin Mm himself, and uh, was uh, pretty much ignored. And uh, our further emails, we agreed that's probably what happened. <laughs> so uh, so I, I did say that I would I would be interested, uh, but I don't know if I have enough time. Uh, to work on yet another side project so uh, but anyway i appreciate the email frank and uh, we'll continue to correspond uh yeah. via email and uh who knows maybe uh maybe we'll at least get a peek at the code base and see see what can be done done to decouple that from the uh the the dot net windows interface
1: yeah it would be nice if we could actually have n1nm because N1, lots of people like it so if we could make it linux native that would be great
3: yeah, my thing would be, like, you know, it has to be just work everywhere and be done with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Cross-platform. It's the way of the future.
3: Yeah, I mean, it uses Hamlib. We have Hamlib everywhere. So, what you know, what more do we need, you know? Exactly. You, know, you would be kind of locked, possibly, um, into using, like, FL Digi for your RIDI mode contest and stuff like that. But uh, that's probably not too terrible. Uh, I know I'm a big fan of using that MMTTY for uh, for doing RIDI contests in Windows. But, um Yeah. Yeah, there's there are tons of options to kind of use the, the existing interface that they already have with uh, FL Digi that I'm sure is add a layer which is purely
1: easy to cross platform that as well. All right, very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the day when there's N1MM logger amd 64deb mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> so
0: I've been doing some investigation about rooms. Okay. Um, you can create a. Room using the HRI-200 interface. Right. Or you can create a portable room um, by directly connecting a portable digital node-capable C4-FM digital transceiver with your PC.
1: Okay, but does it the, give you... The
0: HR 200 internet interface is not needed, and no fixed or dynamic global IP is required.
1: So how do you create a room, does it say?
0: Um, there, I, there's some information here. It's from the Yazu website. I'll send you the link.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Send if there's me. a way to create a room using a radio, I will definitely create a room for right, LHS.
0: HRI 200. Yeah, here, right here's a digital net station. Um, like, yeah.
1: I couldn't see any way in the software to create a room. I was under the impression that you had to have a non-portable node because they were going to, they were kind of being...
0: No, there's a little there's a little blurb here that says uh, with the portable node function, you cannot o- operate a wireless X room or use remote control function from another location.
1: Right, but that's PDN. What about HRI? It, does, the, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't. So. Okay, well, more investigation is necessarily obviously. Yeah. You know, investigation is necessary, obviously. i try and put that together into actual words. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway. But if there's some way to create a Linux in the Hamshack Wires X room, I will definitely do that.
0: Okay. Just just trying to do my job over. Yeah, no, I
1: appreciate that. Because I didn't realize I like I said, I was watching a video where they said that you had to have a static node, like a DR1X, in order to create a room. But I guess we'll see. All right. So thanks everybody for listening tonight. We really appreciate it. We got down through the topic. We got down through the feedback and announcements. But what we haven't got through is the folks that were with us tonight live in the chat room. We had Paul K5WMA, Don KBTYSI, Don KC9ZMY, Steve K7HVT, Tony KM4HSD, Ted WA0EIR, Darren VK60K, and, disappointingly, Tom N4HAI. Hi! No, I'm not going to do it. That's why it's disappointing.
0: Always <laughs> build it at those times. So. Yeah,
1: there you go. So, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a good rest of the week. Stay safe. And uh, just because things are starting to open up, don't go out there and go crazy. You don't want to come down with this nasty disease, you know? Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Be a little crazy. Just not crazy, crazy. Yeah, not crazy, crazy. (laughs) Anyway, we will catch you all in about a week's time. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
3: Oh, we got Dan, too. Geez, you missed Dan. Where, how come we didn't get him in there? KF5TQN was also here chatting what do you do, away. What just jump in, Dan? Nah, he's been Dan talking five? for a bit. I guess I should have saw that.
1: Yeah, well, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. We, we did get to you, so you're in there.
3: <laughs> now. Now. Uh, now. Now. We haven't finished. We're not we're not doing it in post. We're doing it right now, live. live. <laughs>
1: that's yeah. right. That's
3: right. It's all live.
1: For all you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on out of here. Appreciate it, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. This has been episode number 343 of Linux in the Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
3: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, ne rd 73
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com-lhspodcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash lhspodcast on the Freeload Network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1 909 LHS Show. That's 1 909 547 7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise.